So um, welcome uh, to the podcast, Craig Robertson. Uh, Craig, currently player coach with the Edinburgh Eagles. Um, so Craig, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yourself? Good, thanks, thanks. Um, and um, just could you tell us a bit about how you got into to rugby league and a little bit about your playing career? Uh, I got through, I was playing uh, Union for Gala at the time and one of the boys in the team had played for Scotland Rugby League and said, come and give it a crack. He was a centre in Union and I was in the wing and he was giving me a lot of assists, really. So he was like, why do you why don't you try to chance you look at uh, at league and just went from there ended up scoring a few tries that season and a few games I played then I just I had I got into like the Scotland Rugby League uh, four nation squad uh, after a couple of years and then I kind of got injured and I just lost the the love for it essentially and I thought right you know. And I just saw there was a training session down at Leith Lakes and I thought, I'll get back into it. Uh, and from that training session, I ended up coach and then went from there, essentially. So, Cool, cool. Um, so you mentioned that you got into the Scotland Four Nations squad. Was that was that the Four Nations with, with England and things in it? Or am I, am I uh, off the mark? France. England, sorry. Ireland, Wales, and France. Right. Okay. So, kind of like um, the home nations, as a, I suppose, as it were. Um, yeah. What, what What was the experience like playing internationally at rugby league? Because it's, I think, not a lot of people realise that Scotland have a rugby league team first and foremost. So, what What was your experience playing um, in those internationals like? To be honest, it was really good. Uh, There's boys in the team that were of a really good level as well. So, you were always learning from them. Uh, Boys like Danny Broth, you know, like he just he literally helped my game so much, and it's just a real good learning experience, uh, as well as being in like a real competitive match as well. So, uh, especially in France, you don't know how uh, how well a supported sport it is across there as well until you go across for yourself. So, yeah, yeah, um, and um. What what was sort of I I know you're playing you're playing and coaching with the the Eagles now. What was sort of the highest level you you played at then, and where was that for? In terms of rugby league, yeah, uh, yeah. So I was playing in Eagles, and then I went to after I got into the Scotland training camp. Uh, the coaches were like, "You need to play professionals." So I got a trial down at Halifax. And it was just more the drive. I was driving from the uh, from Galashiels three times a week, having to leave work early. And I thought, you know, it's not really. I can't sustain that, especially when they were offering very little money. Uh, and then an opportunity came up at Newcastle Thunder. And I took that, and to be fair, it was only an hour and ten drive away from Gala, so it was it was really good in terms of location. And, you know, I got given a flat. But because mum and dad were up the road in Gala, it was only, it was too close for comfort, essentially. So I was always going back to the home comforts back home. So <laughs> um, I can I can understand that. Um, and uh, in terms of, 
you mentioned you played a bit of Union, um, and it, obviously you mentioned Gala Shields, which is somewhat of a, a mecca for rugby union. Um, what are the main sort of differences tactically between rugby league and, and rugby union from from your perspective? It's massive in terms of like it's more tech. I would say it's more tactical. Uh, because you've got your like set pieces in in union, like say your ground and line out. This is all just you're playing the ball, you're taking tackles to get your get your field position, and to get to the last tackle in rugby league, it needs to be in a good position so you can get a good kick chase and try and hem uh, the attackers into a, into a corner essentially to make it hard for them to play out. So it's uh, it's about being really like smart with your playing and then just going from there whereas in union you've got your if you've got your set piece dominance and if you can win that you're going to get points on the board so quick so yeah i mean one of the things i've, I've i think knows that i mean i i grew up and fallen in love with rugby union over and pay far too much to the sru every year to go and watch mm-hmm. their team but um what one of the things i know i think that's true about league is that kicking points isn't necessarily the best way to use your penalties and it's a lot more about trying to get in a position to score tries. Is that is that sort of accurate? Yeah, definitely. Because like in in terms of rugby league, you want it's a race to the corner to score the try essentially, rather than union it's just you just play off the cuff essentially after a few phases. Uh but yeah, it's the one thing about union as well, I hate watching it because like penalty kicks are just boring you know you want to see tries if you're a European supporter you want to go see tries and you get it all from rugby league it's quick it's really tough and physical and then you know that you're going to come up against a uh, you're going to get your money well spent essentially so yeah yeah um, now um, one of the reasons I, I got you on was a uh, because I, I just was back from, from Newcastle after uh, watching Scotland Rugby League in a rather harrowing fixture against Italy. Um, now, I don't, I don't want to go into too much in review. I don't know if, did you catch that game yourself? Yeah, we met up, we met, sorry, we met up as a team uh, in, in town, actually, and went and supported it. Like, from there, I had a bit of social. And, yeah, it wasn't the best... Uh, one of our players, Lewis Clark, it was a shame he never got a, a shot in that game. However, these games are you're going in to win them, uh, and you want to try and field your strongest team. Unfortunately for Lewis, there's there was three other hookers all playing on much higher grade than him. So unfortunate for him, but it's uh, it's hard when you've got a team, especially in Scotland's case. Italy had a bigger middle, and that was the, the whole uh, whole reason as to why Italy came away with the with the victory. Yeah, you know, one of the things I couldn't figure out, and I, I've been to I've been to a few rugby league games. Um, I kind of loosely follow Castleford. I think it's just because I like the colours, um, but um, I couldn't quite figure out what Scotland were trying to do in that game in terms of trying to create space for attack. They seemed to sort of just want to bash it up a little bit. And I, I can't remember the bald guy's name who was doing really well at it. And then, okay. and then the kick seemed to be a little bit more aimless. Was that what you were finding with the game or was it? 
Am I just completely wrong because I'm a novice? To be fair, I think they were rattled. Uh, and it was <clears throat> it was hard because they couldn't really build any momentum. And the minute, momentum they did build, Italy were always just slowing the ruck down and they were just taking advantage of the unfortunate Scotland selection. Uh, so, yeah, it was just one of these things. Uh, unfortunately, you just have to take advantage of these as Italy done. So, uh, But to be fair, I don't think the game plan was right. Uh, when you've not got a big middle like that, you went to try and play quick and it was really slowed uh, down to Italy's uh, strengths. When you say a big middle, what what, what do you what do you mean? Because it's not a, an expression I'm familiar with. So your middles are like your props and your hooker, uh, and if you if you get like a big physical, uh, powerful guys in there that are going to get over the <clears throat> the gain line, yeah, it it always puts you in the front foot. Whereas Scotland they struggled against that, so it was uh, it was tough. But in terms of comparing it to Union, if you don't have a big scrum, you're always going to be on the back foot. So your backs are going to come under pressure and always putting that extra bit of effort where it's really, it's just, it's hard to go for. And equally, uh, what happened with Scotland on that Sunday? So Yeah. Now, moving away from Scotland, you actually touched on it there. Um, I guess one of the things as an outsider looking in for a lot of rugby union fans, and certainly my dad, who um, he's not a big fan of rugby league, um, but he went to the game with me. Um, how, how important are the actual positions in, rug, in rugby league? Because there seems to be two or three guys that have different roles, like your six and your seven, which I think is your halfbacks, and then your wingers and fullback. But then a lot of the other players seem to fulfil similar roles. Is that accurate? Yeah off the mark <laughs> so you'll play with edges so you'll get like uh, your prop second row centre wing with a half as well on one edge the same on the other edge uh, and they'll work in twos essentially and then if you keep going like that <clears throat> it's quite easy to go from there so your your centres are like your centres in union uh, they like to push like give that last pass essentially however Second rows are basically middle rows and, and union or back rows that always try and like help the front row out and just get over the advantage line when they can. So, cool, cool. And, um, I mean, my, my assessment of rugby union versus rugby league is that they're essentially, but for the name rugby, that they're, they're two different sports, they're not. I think it's unfair to get compared all the time, actually, because they're two different sports that are unique in their own ways. I don't know if you, do you agree with that or do you think they are pretty much the same sport and you're just talking nonsense? No, absolutely different, to be fair. There's uh, different strategies and everything. Uh, how It's basically how are you able to score in in league. Is <clears throat> It's just more quick. There's more fitness to it. Uh, a lot more bigger collisions. So you have to be able to, albeit if you're trying to be more physical, you have to have that endurance to go as well. So you're not seeing your heavy guys that are over 20 stone or anything like you do in Union. So it's, there's, you have to be street wise and you've got to have a good, good skill set across the field 
rather than just your backs and unions. So. Yeah, yeah, and obviously one of the things that's, that's abundantly apparent is how how much the ball is in play in, in league. It's you know an eighty minute game; it must be in play sixty to seventy minutes. I would think compared to Union, where I think the last one of the last South Africa games, the ball was in play something like thirty seven minutes or something like that. So I say I guess it's the, there's there's more cardio rather than short bursts. Is that that? Problem? Yeah, uh, and that's why you'll see when you look at top flight as well and pushing to NRL, you'll see them just, they're all trim, especially the props that are playing. You say prop and you just think, oh, just a big, <clears throat> like, yeah. stout. Whereas <clears throat> these boys, six foot two minimum, and just just as strong as an ox, essentially. So. Yeah, yeah. Um. Right. Okay. Um, one last one last question on the game of league itself before we talk a little bit about the Edinburgh Eagles. Um, the uh, I I think I saw once in highlights from an NRL game somebody uh, pushing in the scrum. Now, what what are the rules in pushing in the scrum in in league, and why does nobody do it? So you're allowed to. However, <clears throat> it's that extra effort that. Require, it's required essentially however when people do it it's just seen as like bad sportsmanship or something like that so <laughs> right. uh, but it, teams that are wanting to bully you can do it but it's it, effectively a scrumming league is just a reset uh, and you just get going from it you get 30 seconds to play the ball and that's it so instead of union it just takes up two minutes and it's just a stop-start thing where ball in, get the ball away, and that's like the start of the set. So yeah, it's such a better, such a better outlook to it. So yeah, and game up. So cool. Um, now, um, I had a brief look. I was I was trying to understand you. You're in the is it the Scottish Premier League, or am I completely off the mark for the Eagles? I'm talking about now. Where 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 do they play the rugby? So we play in the northeast of England League, uh, primarily because we feel that Scotland leagues are in, uh, of a competitive ne- uh, nature, uh, and we want to give more opportunities for the youngsters coming through to have a better grade of rugby. Uh, and if you can play that, then you're, you're going to learn instead of playing teams and winning with a cricket score. Uh, and if you do that you gain more uh, investment from people and sponsorship for people to, to think, you know, this this team can go further. So cool. Um so when you when you play in the, the North East England League, is that sort of like Northumbria, Newcastle area and maybe down to down a bit to sort of Durham area, is that the sort of Yeah, so it goes from Northumberland right down to the north of Yorkshire. So it's quite a big range, but you know what? For that extra two hours, it means a better standard of rugby. So uh, we're all for it. We love it. Good bus trips. And you know what? It's good for to come up here, give them a bit of good hospitality, then they get to go back down on the bus trip. So, And everybody loves a bus trip. Yeah. yeah. I think in any sport, that's true. Um, <clears throat> in terms of the... Uh, in terms of the... Um, the sort of challenge cup and things. Do you do you guys play in that, or is that is that a different setup? Yeah, we do. So 
we have to play in the Scottish Cup to gain entry into it. Uh, and this year we beat Fourth Valley Vikings uh, in the final. So we've gained entry into the first round of that of the Challenge Cup. So that's always a big puller for us. Uh, effectively for sponsors as well as giving boys an opportunity to say you know I've played in Challenge Cup and then you see it on BBC to go on from it and say you know I was part of that part yeah. of that year uh, fixture so yeah um, and um, in, t- in terms of where, where you actually where is where is the Edinburgh Eagles based in the, and and I, I think one of the big advantages of rugby league is it's a summer sport in, in the UK, which obviously makes it more appealing to go and watch. Where can people go and watch um, the Eagles? It's at Royal High at Barnton. Uh, so it's really good facilities there, really good pitch, and it's got a bit good scenery as well. So uh, good clubhouse, we can't complain. Good relationship with the uh, Royal High uh, Sports Club as well. So it's a it's a good situation, good location, and if you're travelling up from the northeast, it's a nightmare to get around the bypass to get there. So more advantage. So <laughs> it's a, it certainly is, and <laughs> and and, um, and and is it tickets on the day, or do you need to buy tickets in advance, or or anything? If you're coming along just as a fan to maybe want to check it out. Yeah, so Challenge Cup, we'll have like a small admission fee uh, for the northeast. We've had free entry into the games so far, so we're uh, and we're hoping to keep that going essentially. So uh, if we can continue that, then I'll go from there and try and give a bigger crowd along. So it's good. It's a work in progress essentially to try and get more people along, but we're slowly tapping into the bigger clubs in Edinburgh, like the Union clubs in Edinburgh. So it's uh, it's good going. Good, good. Well, um, and and when does your when does your season start again? Because this will be the off season for you guys, I would imagine. Yeah, so our Challenge Cup games in early January, and the Northeast League start starts start in May, and then we go from there right through to the end of August, essentially. So, cool, cool, and um, yeah, so. Uh, just basically, I think your website is edmundeagles.scop. Is that is that the best place to keep up to date? And there's Facebook and Twitter as well. Is that? Yeah, we're really yeah on the website, but we're more on on the Instagram page, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we like to put out our socials quite quite a lot, so uh, we're just about to put put out a, a kit order as well for the match kits uh, that we're. We got this year, so uh, that'll be good for a wee Christmas present for a lot of people. So, yeah, the the logo is actually pretty cool. Um, I don't know who who runs your social media, but um, I uh, I'm uh, kind of involved with the other Edinburgh Eagles, the the University Ice Hockey team, and I got a bit of a telling off um, after years. I don't think we'd ever really noticed that we both had the same name. Um, so, um, so I, I made a promise then that I would get along to a game next season. So, um, I'll definitely yeah. definitely be heading along. Um, but the the logo is really cool and and stuff. So, uh, can people buy kit or is that? Yeah, they... we've got a, we've got a, a kit partnership with VX Three. Uh, so we've got links on our website to check that along. So, any 
match kit, any uh, training kit, it's all in there. So really good quality stuff. And we can't wait for the next two years in partnership with them. So. Cool, cool. And I'm I'm a collector of hats, so I see you've got a, I see you've got a cap. So that's me sorted for for stash anyway. Um, yeah, we've got loads. We've got loads being handed out as well to the players. So it's uh, it's good to see. Even when you see people walking down the street with a bit of eagles kit on, it's really a good touch. To, and it's nice to see after all all the stress of getting all every all the mer- merchandise sorted. So, uh, but yeah. It's a it's a pleasant see. Cool, cool. And um, just in in terms of uh, sort of things like I suppose away from your club that can help promote the fact that rugby league is a thing in Scotland. Because as I say, I, I, when I went to the game, I tweeted out that I was down at the the rugby league game, um, and somebody was like, "I didn't know Scotland had a team." Uh, so. Yeah. Is the World Cup a good thing in that sense um, to kind of get people involved in and this new sort of format they've got where they've combined men's, women's and, and wheelchair rugby? What would you make of that and how that can help grow the the, game, the sport of rugby league? Uh, to be honest, I think the World Cup has came at the right time, especially there's well, there's a team that pulled out the Scottish League last year or this season. And it's on the divide. So because it's on TV, people get more interested in it. And if we're we're smart our socials, we can attract more players. Uh, as I said, we're slowly getting into the bigger clubs in Edinburgh. So when when they're not playing through the summer, we can take advantage of that. And boys that do come along, they will see a much much a bit a much greater difference in a. Uh, and their fitness levels as well for when they do go back to the union season. So uh, there's always advantages to come down, A, the social, B, fitness, and C, winning. So, Cool, cool. Um, in terms of the, 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 the format of the World Cup, they've obviously, they've now, they've combined it with women's and, and wheelchair. I don't know if you've, you've watched any of the other, apart from the men's game we talked about at the start, but do you think that that is, a good way to go maybe for other sports that are a bit smaller to combine everything. So essentially we all know that, well, I know from, from coaching a women's ice hockey team that if they see it, they might get involved in it. Do you think it's quite a good thing to have that as part of a, a one festival of rugby league rather than having a women's world cup, maybe separately and no disrespect to the women's games, and but they don't attract the great, the, the same sponsors for no apparent reason. So, yeah, to be honest, I really like the concept of what they're doing with the World Cup, with the with the men's, women's, uh, PDRL, and the wheelchairs. So it's really good in that. However, I don't think it would work with Union because it's becoming a bigger sport. So because the rugby league's only massive in two actual countries, it's good that it's combining it all so you can get a good spectator turnout. Yes, the numbers aren't there in England just now. Uh, but had it been in in Oz or something like that, I think the numbers would just be plummeting through the roof, and you'd get more a grasp. And because the women's are are on uh, just starting this week, it means people are going along and gaining interest. So if you've got someone that's on the feds to think, oh, I want to try it, but I can't, I don't know if I want to go along. 
it's going to engage more women to go along, more uh, disability, uh, like athlete, disabled athletes to go along as well, uh, to get into the sport as well. So, yeah, I think it's massive, uh, and I think they've done it right. Yes, they've had uh, a few years to build it up to, and they. Uh, delay from the COVID situation from last year, but they're doing it right, and you can't fault them for that as well. So, yeah, and um, just just for the World Cup on, who, who do you think is gonna who do you think is gonna win um, the men's one? I mean, if I'd hazard a guess, I would say it would either it would probably be Australia, but um, is there anyone that's likely to to topple them? Uh, yeah, I think Australia as well. I think they've got too much class. However, I would love to see England win it. Uh, just to show that the the Super League's not as poor as what they say. Uh, but I, I think there's just a massive gulf in class. You know, you look at the Scotland game on Friday night, that was just a complete cricket score as a result of the Aussie boys just being too good. So Yeah, I was out on Friday night and I was kind of glad because... I was going to watch it and was kind of maybe glad that I ended up missing it because it would have been a sounds like it wasn't the best game to to, to fire up the imagination. Um, yeah. And and in terms of because um, I'm not just an Edinburgh podcast, but in terms of of other areas in Scotland, where where are there other rugby leagues to be found? If you see if teams to be found, say if you live in the northeast of Scotland or or Ayrshire or something like that. So you've got Glasgow. You've got Fourth Valley, Fife were a team until last year, Aberdeen and ourselves. So it's uh, it's trying to raise the awareness, but it's trying to uh, make clubs to s- sustainable as well. So Scotland Rugby League are trying trying to plan to keep the clubs going. However, because it's because there's a lot of cost that goes into it as well. A lot of people are paying out their own pocket. However, because we've got a good brand with us and reliable fixtures, we've got a lot of members that like will turn up, will make an effort with the club, and will push the club to go forward. So it's uh, we're lucky in that regards. Whereas Union, you always get your old heads, like your retired guys that that I've got nothing to do that want to help their club that they were brought up with mm-hmm. to push forward. So uh, myself, I've been the chairman, I've been the coach, a player, but all I want to do is just help the club and give back the experiences I've gave so youngsters can come along and take uh, share the experiences I've had. So Excellent. Good, good stuff. Um, and, uh, and finally, what's what's the what's the goal for the Eagles in the in the league next year? Uh, well, we won we won the Scottish Cup, we won the Northeast uh, Nines, and we got beat in the final, the grand final in Northeast. So, just to go one step better and to win that final, so uh, hopefully make a treble and kick on from there. We're quite fortunate; we've got Army boys from the two Scots playing for us, so they're really big physical Fijians that bring a different different game plan uh, yes it's off the cuff but uh, and very unstructured but uh, if I were to say you've got like six, seven, eight 
for jeans on it, you, you'd take a second uh, thought and think, I don't really want to tackle them full speed. No, no. Um, from the the one or two times we've had Fijians at our uh, our uh, forties practice before I before I stopped playing, uh, yeah, I can I can vouch for the fact that I don't want to tackle any more Fijians in my life again. Um, oh, that's that's brilliant. So I wish you all the best in that. And the, the nines is that a sort of, I suppose, in, in Union of Sevens is that a similar sort of thing? Is it or yeah, yeah, it's the same concept. It's uh, actually more uh, more. More fitness than sevens, actually, uh, which is quite surprising because I find fifteens and sevens you find rugby league. So I think it's more physically and like fitness demanding than a game of sevens. You know, like I was brought up being from the ball health. I live, uh, live like just was brought up on sevens. So, uh, but I think nines. If you've got a good, good couple of flyers, a good couple great carriers, then you're going to win. Uh, that makes it a hell of a lot easier. So, and is that a, like a one or two day tournament, or is that a um, like a sort of through the season thing? Just a one off tournament, uh, just the same as a concept of having a sevens tournament. So that was held at Kingston Park, and yeah, that, it was a really good day. And a good and enjoyable bus, so so. Yeah, and Kingston Park's a, is a, a hell of a venue to go to. It's a, it's a nice venue. I, I I like it anyway. Very welcoming in there, and uh, it's got some some good beer on tap as well. So that's that's the main thing if you're coming down to watch. Yeah, that's one of the most important things, you know. So. <laughs> but <laughs> venue, uh, you have to vase up the knees and elbows uh, to prevent the burns. But now nah, it's a it's a good good showcase for for the teams that are involved so yeah it's good cool cool now um before I let you, you head off um is there is there anyone you want to give a, a shout out to and uh, and just finally um you said you're from gala I've got to ask or my wife will be annoyed are you from the Lang Lee area of gala so sorry to double barrel the question the last question but um, <laughs> now that I know you're from you're from the gala area my wife will be annoyed at me if I don't ask that <laughs> Yeah, I was brought up there, so uh, uh, and my parents don't stay there now. So, but yeah, give me a bit of streetwise, a bit a bit of street credit. So that's no, good. Uh, learn the hard way in life sometimes, but you know I've reaped the rewards from it. So cool. And is is there anyone you want to give a shout out to that that way you can kind of bully them into listening? Uh, Andrew McPhail, he's uh, the treasurer uh, from Eagles. He puts in a hell of a graft. Uh, and just does it for the love of the game, and I can't thank his effort enough, especially for the past few seasons and when I have been uh, there as a coach. So a uh, big, big shout out to him. So brilliant! Thank you so much for your time, and um, I'll, uh, I'll I'll let you get on with, with the rest of your evening. Um, and I really appreciate that. And hopefully, I'll see you um, at an Eagles game in the, the new year. Yeah, definitely. It'd be a pleasure to have you along. So. Thanks very much.